On today's Q&A episode, a former guest on the show, Jim, writes in with an important question. I know I shouldn't charge by the hour, but shouldn't I pay subcontractors by the hour? Well, you might be able to guess our answer, or it might surprise you. Let's find out on today's episode of Freelance to Founder. Here we go. I'm Preston. And I'm Clay. And this is Freelance to Founder. You're listening to a Q&A episode where listeners like you from around the world write in to ask us questions about freelancing or building an agency. We've each built multiple six or seven figure businesses. On this show, we're changing the lives of everyday freelancers just like you. Discovering this podcast a few months ago really like changed the trajectory of my journey. Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately. Discovering that I'm a founder instead of freelancer has been amazing for me. If you're ready to push past hourly rates and build a business that sets you free, then you've got to join us. Just submit your question at freelance2founder.com slash ask and we'll do our best to answer it. And we'll be right back with today's question right after this. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. This is a special Q&A episode. We do these Q&A episodes every Tuesday. And uh, on Thursday, of course, we do our long-form coaching episodes where we have people just like you, freelancers, agency builders, call in and we coach them through whatever hurdles they're facing in their business. But on, on today's episode, we have a Q&A. We have uh, 
people write in from all over the world, ask questions, and we do our best to answer them in a bit of a shorter format. And of course, we've got a question today as well. This question, Clay, actually comes from uh, Jim, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, Jim Crison? Crison? <laughs> anyway, call him Jim. we're going to call you Jim, <laughs> Jim. But Jim was on the show in March, so it's October right now. So he was on about six months ago, and um, we talked about his business. So, Jim, thank you so much for writing back in. Uh, here's his question. He says, a recent theme you guys have been talking through is not to charge an hourly rate, not to charge on an hourly basis, which he's right. We've been harping on that a lot mm-hmm. lately. Um, and he says, I 100% agree with the, the value-based fees are the way to go. But how would you approach paying your subcontractors? I've run into subcontractors who prefer to go hourly rate as I think they're afraid they can't accurately estimate project costs or efforts for them. And he says, it's more cost-effective for me to pay for the hourly rate, which is why I push my clients for value-based billing. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on how to best structure payment for retainer or subcontractors, particularly if you're trying to build a team. So I'm gonna sum this up. For me, the question is, yes, hourly is, uh, sorry, value-based or project-based is better when I'm charging someone else, but when I'm paying someone, shouldn't I want to pay them by the hour? What do you think, Clay? I can see where this 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 can be a little. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, less than simplistic, <laughs> less congruent, hmm. right? Because you're charging maybe you're charging a flat fee to your clients, but then you're having to turn around and pay hourly to subcontractors. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it, it makes. I mean, logically on paper, it, it, I guess it makes sense to be congruent what here's here's my I, I guess what i would do is it really comes out to the same to be honest in my opinion but if you wanted to be congruent i would just try to negotiate with my subcontractors and pay them a flat fee yeah per project or something um if you don't and you have to pay them hourly which i guess is okay and you're still charging a flat fee to your clients, I would I, I would venture to say you know the average amount of hours it takes to do a certain project, right? Which means you know the average amount of dollars it costs you to pay a subcontractor on average. Is that like, am I? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. kind of thinking I, there. I think so, particularly like if you have followed our advice about really systematizing your business, right? Mm-hmm. And sort of, um, building processes so that you don't sell a hundred different items. You sell like one or two things and you do them really well. Then yeah, you should be very clear on how many hours it takes to do certain things. Yeah. So I, I think, I think you can easily guesstimate how much it's going to cost you. So let's just take a website project. Did, did he mention what kind of projects? Uh, no, he didn't. Okay. Let's just say it's a website project and it, and you charge, um, I don't know, $5,000 for a website. But then you turn around and pay a subcontractor. Maybe you're the person who deals with the client, right? Uh, But you pay a subcontractor, a web designer, to design it. And maybe this web designer charges hourly to do it. I think with, like, websites, you, you know, if you have enough experience, 
you know about how long a website takes to build yeah. for a particular. If you have like a brochure type website, right. that's just like. Then it takes a certain amount of time. Yeah, less than 10 pages, you know, like brochure website. It probably like, I don't know, less than 20 hours, less than 10 hours. You know, it takes me less than 10 hours to build something like that. Yeah. You times that by whatever the hourly rate is, you know? Yeah. And that, and then consider that your your average cost. Now, I would pad it. Yeah, give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah, because like some projects might take more. Um, but based off that, that's just what I would, I would base that number to use in what you charge your client. And you just got to know that you're, you're going to be over a little bit on some projects. You're going to be under a little bit on some projects, but yeah, the goal is to average around that. Yeah. You have an average profit margin that you're aiming for. See, and I think that's one way to do it. I think another way you could do it is, you know, what you're planning on charging your client for a project. And, and as a reminder, I just re-looked it up to remind me because it has been a little while. Um, we love you, Jim. Sorry that we forgot. But so Jim does Salesforce work. Um, so he'll come in and like help a company get all set up on Salesforce um, and does customized, like customized Salesforce uh, stuff for his clients. So stuff Clay and I frankly don't know a lot about, but um, I do remember having this mm-hmm. conversation with you, Jim. And I, I think I think for me... You, you could look at it that way or you could also say like, I know I'm going to charge my clients $5,000, right? So now I need to find a freelancer who can do it for $2,000 or whatever it's going to be, yep. right? And so <clears throat> then when you're looking for freelancers, instead of saying like, how, how much do you think this will, how much do you think you could do this for? And then they're trying to figure out their hourly rate and they're, and it's just like all over the place. Instead, you just say, could you do this for $2,000 or less? It's a simple yes or no. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's what I do with the freelancers I hire. I know what my budget is for, for the task that needs to be done because I know how much money we're going to make from it. And then I, I have to keep it under that certain amount or we're not profitable. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I actually prefer to go the other direction where as a, as an agency owner, cause that's essentially what you're becoming. If you're starting to hire subcontractors and freelancers, you're starting to become an agency more. As an agency owner, I have to say, here are my expenses, and I have to keep my expenses under a certain amount. Instead of saying, here are my expenses, and then I'm going to work in profit on top. And it, it can work either way, right? But mm-hmm. um, I think there's two ways you could look at it for sure. I, You know, if a freelancer comes to me and says, I only do hourly, first of all, unless they're just like the most incredible person in the world, I just know I can find a freelancer who will do it on a fixed rate. And I just prefer fixed because it's more predictable. Because what mm-hmm. happens if you bill your client three grand for a project and your freelancer works hourly and he goes over the three grand because he can't figure something out. He's actually right. rewarded for, for being less efficient and being less talented and less capable. It does. The hourly just has never made sense in my mind. the The worse you are at your job, it takes you longer to do it. The more you get paid, what what's that about? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, like 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 lawyers, man. I don't. Yeah. I never understood why lawyers course, charge yeah. by the hour. Because like, no, because they they sit in a room with mm-hmm. you and talk for two hours. That's why yeah, they charge hire, by the hour. If you hire a divorce lawyer, they 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 are incentivized to make that to stretch that divorce, like hearings longer mm-hmm. yep and never made any sense to me yep and that's why the some of the most efficient lawyers are the ones who are working on a contingency 
because mm-hmm. they know they get paid from whatever the result is, not from just sitting in a room and, and consulting. And and of course, like it would be awesome if we could all just sit in a room and consult and make an hourly rate and not actually have to provide any real value necessarily, right? And I'm not saying all lawyers are that way, but um, mm-hmm. but in most client relationships with an agency or a freelancer you should be getting paid by the value. And I never pay for something that's not directly related to the value they're going to bring. I never pay anyone just for like showing up. You know yep. what I mean? So I, I don't know. What else What what else have, do we need to add here for Jim? Hmm, I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, I think it's just all about getting enough of a data set to know what your, what your average cost numbers are. Hmm, yeah. Pat, pat it a little bit. And just let let that be it. Yeah. You got to know your numbers. You got to know, you got to have enough of a system worked out to where you know, like I have, Mm -hmm. I need to have six clients on average in any given month. They need to each be paying $2,000 for the month. That gives me $12,000 in top line revenue, which means I have $5,000 to spend on subcontractors. So I need to find maybe three subcontractors who can each do, well, now that's hard math, uh, Mm -hmm. like $1,200 a piece. Or whatever, like you got to know those numbers. Yeah. Now, now here's a little tidbit for everyone because I know we have a lot of freelancers here. Um, I think when you're pricing your services, even if you if if you do the services yourself, I think you ought to price your services as if you are going to subcontract it out. Hmm. Say more about so, that. Well, this is how you this is how you grow, right? So if you're charging based off just you you already know you're going to be doing it so let's just take a website for example um so in the case of like hiring a subcontractor we give the example of like hey if it's going to cost you five thousand or you're charging five thousand dollars it's going to cost you two thousand to subcontract it out you make three thousand right um we know there's more to it than that but right yeah we'll keep the example simple um a lot of freelancers here will be like, well, you know, it's only going to take me, you know, 10, 20 hours or whatever. So I'll just charge you $3,000 for the website. That's what most, I think most freelancers do, especially at the beginning Mm. is they know that they themselves are going to get $3,000. But in my opinion, you cannot grow that way because eventually if you want to hire people, and you don't want to be a solopreneur, solo freelancer forever, you're, you are going to have to raise your fees at some point anyway. So I would pretend like whether you're going to do it or not, pretend you are going to subcontract this out, figure out what it's going to cost, charge your client accordingly to that model. And then at that point, you decide whether you want to do the work or you hire it out. Yeah, I love that actually. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you can and you can do it, right? You can do it if you want. Yep. But this gives you the freedom of okay, I I I know I priced it high enough to be able to subcontract it out if I don't have if my demand's high, I got a workload or whatever. So like that, I think that's the way pricing should be done. Yeah, that's really smart because there are going to be moments where maybe you need the cash personally, right? Especially mm-hmm. as you're growing, or there might be moments where you need the extra time to grow your business. And yep. so giving yourself that flexibility, I love that. I love that. Very smart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Jim, 
first of all, thank you for continuing to listen. Thanks for coming on the show six months ago. Maybe we'll reach out to Jim and see if we can have him back on the show, um, learn more about your business, answer some questions. But Jim, thanks for listening, man, and thank you for submitting a question as well. Uh, again, if you want to submit a question like Jim did today, you can go to freelance2founder.com slash ask. Clay and I will do our best to uh, to give you our best advice based on our experience in growing a couple of businesses. And uh, yeah, I've been Preston with Milo.co. Of course, Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. That's been us today. Thanks so much and have a great day. Cool. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freelance to Founder, a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Poglomerate. You can find links to my business, Milo, Clay's business, Dripify, and of course, our podcasting partner, The Podglomerate, all in the description of this episode. Remember to call in for your own episode at FreelanceToFounder.com. A very special thank you to the members of the Milo and Podglomerate teams who work behind the scenes to make this production possible. To stream past episodes, visit FreelanceToFounder.com or search FreelanceToFounder wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it for now. Until next time, see ya. We will see you guys on the next episode of Freelance to Founder. Freelance to Founder.